Happy 2023. Simultaneous sip. That was good. <laughs> Spit it all out. <laughs> I do have to say that my coffee is not as good as yours. Why? How would you know what my coffee tastes like? Because I taste everybody's coffee that I make before I give it to them. It's called quality control. Okay. QC. Did you do that? Like, out of the cup? Rephrase the question. <laughs> you poured the coffee in the cup and then tasted it? Or did you taste it before? Like, you took a spoon? No, no, no. This is an espresso. Actually, what you have is a latte. Set the table for the audience. Oh, yeah. I uh, made Eric some coffee. <laughs> and brought it to me. Anything like, else? Like, not just here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's really not coffee. It's a latte. Is that a different... I guess. It is. We've got this fancy espresso machine at home. I got this for my wife for her birthday last year. We love it. I definitely drink way too much espresso. Okay. If it's not already evident by my demeanor on the podcast. Yeah. I sound like I drink too much espresso. Okay. I mean, I'm like flipping out inside right now. Okay. No, not really. I can go to sleep after drinking coffee. Enough about me. How this much about coffee you. do you drink a day? Mm, I mean, I have uh, two cups of coffee in the morning. And then I probably have like... Ooh. I always do a double shot. Okay. Probably have two to three of those a day. Double shots. Yeah. Okay. When's your last sip of coffee? I could really use an intervention. So yeah. if anybody wants to intervene. Yeah. You stopped drinking alcohol though. So that's... This is true. I have not had a drop of alcohol since October the 4th. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Back to coffee. We can go back to alcohol. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. So what time is your last sip? Like three seconds ago. No. A simultaneous <laughs> sip. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. In the day. Asshole. Oh, what time yeah. is my last sip in the day? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't Three like this. Stuff. No, man. It's probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably okay. three. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm just wondering. All right, so we're going back to, I made you coffee. I made you yeah. coffee. Yeah. I actually tried to walk out of the house without, like it was just going to be two shots of espresso, some almond milk, maybe a little bit of creamer, froth mm. it up, cold. Yeah. And then my wife said, hey, you need to clean the frother. I said, I'm not frothing anything for Eric. I'm already running late. <laughs> yeah. She said, you were absolutely going to froth that coffee. Huh. And I complied. Yeah. So we frothed the coffee. And then you showed up in a bad mood. No, I showed up in a great mood. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I'm not sure either. Maybe I was. Maybe I wasn't. Yeah. To be determined. <laughs> you know, we'll see how this podcast goes. Yeah. So yeah, so there it is, man. This is a great way to kick off 2023. Yeah. Coffee with friends. Mm. And Saviors of the Metaverse. All at the same time. All at the same time. And not a drip of alcohol. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you're sleeping better? Yeah. Just depends. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I first quit, it was easy. Because I read that book, How to Quit Drinking Without Using Willpower by Alan Carr. Okay. It's a good book. Okay. So it's really about rewriting the story of your relationship to alcohol. Yeah. Because, I mean, essentially, I mean, I just had a 10-year-long bad habit, really. You know, it was just one of those things that after kids... Because I wasn't able to ride my bike as much. Mm -hmm. So racing and training, you don't have time for that when you got kids. And so it was just easier to unwind at the end of the day with beer. Yeah. Since I wasn't able to go out and ride on the bike. Okay. Yeah. So you're coping another way. Almost not coping with like anything bad. bad It's like, hey, you know, I'm running hot all day. So it's like this up all day. And then I got to bring myself down, Mm -hmm. up, down. Okay. So what, like, what did that look like? What do you mean? Like, what like how many like? beers a night do you think you're having? I probably average three to five a night. Wow. Every night. Most nights. Most nights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I would say, oh, well, you know, it's low calorie beer, but still 4%. That's blood alcohol, like 4%. No, like. Like Michelob Ultra. Is no. Low calories. I know, but I'm saying, like you said, 4%. That's the. No, no, no. ABV it's like 4%. Al- yeah. Yeah. 4% ABV, I guess. What kind of beer? All different kinds. The one that I would drink the most is probably Sweetwater. Okay. Sweetwater's... Atlanta, right? 
I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. I think so. Either that or there's somewhere in Georgia. Yeah. 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 You're trying to get me to reminisce about a habit that I quit. I, I mean, what is wrong yeah, with you? No. You're trying to get me to start again? <laughs> Definitely, there has been some days Hold where, on. you know Hold what, on. it would be really nice. saviors. Someone's listening to this and be like, man, if Jared can do it, I can do it. That's right. That's pretty cool. Think about that. Now, the Jared in the metaverse, he's drunk right now. He's wasted. Yeah. No way. Is that the multiverse? Mm, Got to start another podcast on that's that That's a multiverse. That's a multiverse. Like a parallel universe? Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's a multiverse. Okay, because there's multiple verses. Because there's multiple verses. Okay. Multiple verses. There is a Jared out there that didn't go with that decision. Yeah, and there's a Jared. Oh, yeah. That's a long conversation. The multiverse. Oh, that's confusing. It can be. Yeah. And I don't know that we want to just come in hot like that. No. We want to ease our way in with idiocy. We'll go back. Well, I was listening to Andrew Huberman, his podcast, Science Stanford Professor. Oh, yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's great. He had a whole episode about alcohol and like, because he'll get into the science of like, what does it actually do? And you listen, you're like, I can't drink that anymore, ever, yeah. because yeah. it's poison. I will say, I mean, I do feel a lot better. I sleep better. Yeah, it just, it was one of those things where, you know, I knew that I should have quit a long time ago. Yeah. You know, you buy into this. So what's really interesting about that book, it's really a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy mm -hmm. and some neuro-linguistic programming, right? Yeah. So you, what you're doing is you, there's a lot of repetition and you're really rewiring and taking things back to when your relationship with alcohol started, how you're framing it. Yeah. And then he kind of drives this whole point home is that number one is you never actually liked it to begin with because he brings up a really good point. So think back to the very first time you had a sip of alcohol. Mm -hmm. What was your response? No one likes it. It's Nobody like, oh, likes it's it. Awful. And then what do people tell you? It's an acquired taste. Exactly. You'll get yeah. used to it. Yeah. And so it's, oh, okay. So you'll do it again. Ugh, gross. Don't like that. Oh, you'll get used to it. So you start to realize, huh, I never actually really wanted this to begin with. He also said this thing over and over again. He said, drinkers drink to feel like non-drinkers. So why not just be a non-drinker? Yeah. To feel more socially comfortable, everything else. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then, uh, you know, as he winds it out towards the end, he essentially starts to talk about, and again, this is not knocking other ways of recovery, right? For sure not. But he's saying that a lot of the, the fear of giving up something like alcohol is you think about how much willpower it's going to take because... You bought into the idea you're depriving yourself of something that's number one, good for you. And number two, something that you actually want. But if you go back to the beginning of where he started you at, he said, you never actually wanted this. Mm. So you're really not giving up something that you want. You're not depriving yourself of anything. Yeah. So the willpower idea and the way he's framing it, it's a belief that you have. Yeah. That, oh man, I'm missing out. Now, all that to say, for the first couple of months, easy. But there's definitely been times, and again, it's just kind of that maybe I feel, you know, too wound up from coffee. I'm like, oh, I'd love to take the edge off. Yeah. Right. Would you be the person that if you had a sip of alcohol, that would be like, oh man, I miss this. I mean, I don't know. I think that's yeah. a contextual thing. Sure. Because, you know, if I were to have another sip of alcohol or have another drink and there might be a day when I do, I don't know. But I mean, just, I think about it right now. If I were to have another drink, I'd have to ask myself, why did I have another drink? Well, it's probably to relieve stress. Now I've started to create the, the story again. That, hey, look, this isn't bad for me. It's just relieving some stress. Because mm. I did. I had quit before. In yeah. fact, I was sitting right here. I think we podcasted about it like five years ago. Yeah. I quit for three months. Yeah. And then slowly went back to it. And was like, oh, man, great. I've got a better relationship with it. No. That's the story you told yourself at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And then it eventually got back to where it was before. Yeah. It was the de-stress because a lot of times you talk about the books, Power of Habit, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you go to the bar to watch the game with a friend yeah, and it's an association and it triggers you to say, and the waitress comes over, waiter comes over and you say, I would like 
whatever, a beer. And that becomes the habit loop, right? That you've got yourself into it. It's just like a setting. And yours is that too, which is in a different way. It's at Mine the house. Was sad and lonely at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I no, mean, I'm you talk about social settings, I mean, that's probably one of the main reasons people, because if you think about high school and college, yeah. you go to a party, you go to an event, whatever. Of course. And people start drinking. Yeah, it's normal. It's normalized. Normalized, yeah. I'll tell you what is nice is I've been in several social settings where there's alcohol and um, have not been tempted to have any of it. Yeah. In fact, it's really nice because... I'm able to function at a much higher level, obviously. But, you know, that's part of the story that you tell yourself is, I need the alcohol so that I can be... You, you kind of make yourself believe I'm more interesting, I'm mm-hmm. funnier. Like, you don't really go through that process in your head. Right. But obviously, you believe that. Sure. If you're going to go ahead and have several beers and you're hanging out in that setting and two leads to five leads to you on the street with a sign, you know, asking for change. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could. Bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've addressed that before. Do people, man, I ask this question a lot. And it's sometimes it's like when someone goes through a traumatic event, right? Like, mm-hmm. did you need to go through that to get to where you are today, right? And it's always something to think about. Kids are going to high school and college. They're going to be exposed to it, right? Is it useful for them, right, to experience what that's like? Or is it not? Can they just stay away from it? I don't know. Everyone's different, right? That's... Ooh, it's a weird question. Is it useful? I don't know, man. I mean, we did it, obviously. But I don't look back at those days in college and go, you know what? I'm really glad. Yeah. That was really good for me. In fact, that's one of the things he talks about. It was fun, maybe. But did you? I mean, it was fun in the moment. I mean, when you're soused, you know, with your buddies, of course, that's fun. The next day is what sucks. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say in some of these settings that I'm in recently. I love being able to wake up super early, feeling full of energy. In all sincerity... One of the things that's hard for me to deal with right now, because it's been October, November, December, I'm really looking at like three, four, three, four months. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's been difficult to adjust to is how much more energy I have. I'm thinking, okay, I need outlets for this. So that, you know, being amped up. Podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah. So I, I take the edge <laughs> off with podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> I went from alcohol to podcasting. Yeah. It's good. It's good turnaround. But that has been one of the things that's been a little harder to adjust mm-hmm. to. So there's an adjustment period. And I don't know if it was on Andrew Huberman or it was somebody else that was talking about this. But when you quit drinking, see alcohol, and I might get this wrong, I'm sure. But the gist of it is that over time, you know, it kills off neurotransmitters and pathways. And your brain adapts to something that it gets used to. When you take that out of there, you still have those pathways, but nothing's going through them anymore. So there's a dying off period where your brain has to go through a restructuring, right? Yeah. Because it's like, uh, you know, okay, we need to build new, new pathways. We need to build new ways of functioning because it's so used to this one thing that was happening on a regular basis. Mm. That might've been him talking about that. Yeah. I've thought about that a lot too, you know, so I have a lot more energy. It's harder though for kids because they want to, social, right? They want to go to these events. You want to go to a party. You want to go to a bar to choose club soda, right? Yeah. I don't know. You know, kids and middle-aged men like us, man, that's a different game, right? Like when you think about the loneliness epidemic, which I know we've talked about a few times, but you lonely? You good? Totally. Okay. Yeah. That's why you're here. I tell you what, man, COVID fucked everything up Yeah, for a lot of people. man. Like that's a legit thing. That's still going on. Totally. And it's not even like, oh, COVID, so we need to isolate. But that just the mass isolation, the polarization, 
like the narrative wars were so high. Mm. There's irreparable damage on a social level. I don't know. I think it's damage that, at least in our lifetime, won't, I don't think, fully be repaired. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm just saying that people are still entrenched in beliefs that have been proven incorrect. And it's just like, well, we're not going to pay attention to any of that information. We're going to keep believing what we believe from the beginning. That goes on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a problem. It's like we normalized isolation. Yeah. This podcast is supposed to be entertaining, man. This is getting dark. This is real dark. It's good, though. My bad. You gotta save a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we start people off dark. Yeah. And then we're going to boost them up dark towards coffee. the end. This coffee's got a little something. This is espresso. That's what I'm dealing with. That's diarrhea water. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Flavored. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Been sick all week. I'm just kidding. No, like, <laughs> did you see your face? Yeah. Your face, you're like, oh. 